good to be here again. Amen. Amen. God has blessed us to be in this place one more time. Amen. Amen. Ain't you glad that God didn't give you what you really deserve today? Amen. But because of his love, his grace, his mercy, and his long suffering, God allowed us to be here yet again one more time to get everything that was wrong right. Amen. Amen. If you don't have anything to thank God for today, if you can't think of anything to thank God for today, you ought to be giving him the praise and the glory for just another chance on this side of earth to get things right. I'm going to jump straight into my lesson today. Amen. I want to talk about a very touchy subject. I want to talk about at least I am better than you. At least I am better than you. You know, it's a true fact that people who attend worship sometimes put themselves on a different level from other people. And although they live their lives the same way, they act like they have arrived. Let me say something and make it perfectly clear. Coming to worship service is a great thing. It's being obedient to the commandment of God. We praise, we worship, we learn, we love. We continue to learn and to confirm our learning so that we can become better Christians. However, coming to worship is not the only thing that God expects of us. He expects for us to live our lives for him and to overcome the things of the world. And even if we know that as soon as we leave church today, that we are going to go back to the sin that so easily besets us, we cannot afford to stop coming to worship. Let me say that again. Even if you know you're not living right. Even if you know that you don't plan to live right right now. Don't stop coming to worship service. We all need a balance in our lives. If we are totally tilted on doing wrong, when would we ever hear the word of God to convict us so that we would turn our lives around because of God and do right? When we come to worship service, God not only expects to get the glory, but he expects for us to grow. Amen. You should not be the same person that you were in December of 2019. Amen. We put together a clear vision. And we said that we were going to grow. Amen. And I know some of us, we fell off the wagon. That's okay. Get up. Amen. Some of us, we were afraid to take the challenge. That's all right. There's no fear in love when it comes to God. Regardless of the fact of where we were or where we are now, we ought to be able to see some measurable difference 
between the way we lived last year and the way we started this year off. If we are truly striving to live for Jesus, we may not have everything right, but we should have less wrong in our lives. It's challenging to live for Jesus because when we live for God, we have to put him first. Amen. That means Jesus trumps everything that I may want to do in the flesh. That means when I'm going to make decisions, I'm going to talk to Jesus about those decisions so that I make sure that nothing that I do in life is going to impact the way I serve him. Some people care more about hurting other people's feelings than they do about grieving the Holy Spirit. We have to learn that the Holy Spirit is on our side as well. We can't see him, but God gave him to us so that he can dwell inside of these temples. You and me, without the Holy Spirit, are people who have gone wild. All of us need a closer relationship with the Lord. Somebody looking at me like they saying, you need a closer relationship. All of us need a closer relationship with God. All of us do. None of us have gotten to the point to where we can close our Bible and say, I have arrived. Amen. If you think you've arrived, I'm telling you right now, you are at the wrong place. Amen. 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 There are people who attend worship service who never ask for prayer. Never. Amen. You mean to tell me you never? Have a need for anybody to pray for you? You got it so good where you don't need nobody to pray for you. Then some folks say, well, I don't want everybody praying for me because everybody can't pray. That ain't your business. That's God's business. If God does not want to hear a sinner's prayer, he ain't going to hear it. But let me tell you something. Let me go live on uh, YouTube right now. Pray for Brother Lavelle Kinsey. Call out my name. I always need prayer from the saints. Amen. But some people, not y'all in here, those other folk, they never ask for prayer. They never stand up. They never say they come up short. But they're always telling somebody else where they need to be. Here's something I want to tell you. Come closer, listen. Sometimes Christians tend to overlook their own wrong because they are consumed with comparing their lives with someone else's life. Blowing my candle out will definitely not make yours any brighter. Calling someone else's sin out it's not going to make mine go away. I have to live for Christ just like everybody else does. Amen. Amen. It's amazing how the people who attend worship somehow think that they have earned the right to judge other people. I came to preach today. Jeff, you all right with this? You have elevated yourself. Not you. Remember, we're talking about those other people. You've been coming to church consistently. Look at you. 
Not only do you come on Christmas, Mother's Day, and Easter, but you come on your birthday too. <laughs> and you believe that God has given you the right to judge other people. I want to go on record of saying this, and I'm glad it's being recorded live. None of us have the right to judge anybody else because we are not righteous enough to judge. Y'all don't understand that, do you? There are people who are not yet transformed who call themselves putting people in categories. They're going to put someone else in their place because they feel like they have arrived. I want to know who died and made you the king or the queen. Oh, we're going to preach today. I like preaching like this. Amen. How can I judge you and I ain't right? Sin is deceitful. A lie is a lie. Because the lie came from me, that doesn't mean that my lie is not as bad as your lie. Well, it's getting quiet now. Somebody said, you go ahead and extend the invitation. You won't talk about that today. We need to hear this. We'll fool around and miss heaven, but in other folk business. Am I more interested in what you do on Saturday nights or what I'm doing on Saturday night? Let me ask you a question. When people call you to tell you about somebody else's business, why do you get excited? When people call you, typically, are they calling you to tell you about their business or somebody else's business? People will call and tell you that Sheila is pregnant again. That boy is just dogging her out. But they have eight children with six different daddies. I, I don't get it, but it's true, and that's why we got to talk about it. If I do wrong, I can go to the neighborhood bar, tell them to give me something to drink, and talk to the bartender about it. And they'll tell me, hey, dog, suck that up. That's life. But let me do something wrong and the church find out about it. Who can I run to when I need love? <laughs> if you think about it, the church is supposed to be the place that you run to when you are beat up, when you can't get up, when you can't look up, when everything is gone. You ought to be able to come to the house of God and pour yourself out and people don't judge you. Why are you going to judge me when your house is tore up from the floor up? But the reason why people don't know their house is tore up is because they are looking out of the window. 
You want to get five minutes with somebody else's kid. And yours is a terror. Oh, we're going to get here. We're going to get here. I want you to think about something. What type of expectation do you have for a preacher? Do you expect for him to lie? Steal? Fornicate? Now what expectation do you have for yourself? Mm. Don't lie to me now. People are quick to say, I ain't a preacher. I ain't preaching to nobody on Sunday mornings, you hypocrite. I'm just a Christian. Let me tell you something. Your life is supposed to be just like the preacher's life. Did y'all hear that? If I can't get it in, you can't either. Are y'all understanding me? But I want to show you how the church is. How many churches will restore their pastor if he falls off the wagon? But he has to try to heal everybody. No matter what they go through. Even if they were wrong, he has to try to heal them because he's given them the love of God. How can people put down other folk when they live in worse than they are? Somebody said, well, people look up to the preacher. Let me give you some advice. Don't look up to me. You better look up to Jesus. That's what you better do. Because man will fail you. As a matter of fact, folks say, well, if you fail people, you don't need to be preaching. You have failed yourself before. Amen. You name one person that you know, including yourself, who has never messed up. And I show you a liar. Judging. Folk are quick to say that's what you get. But what I'm saying is, God does not want his house to be like that. Now, I know what's happening. Satan done came in. And he didn't whisper to somebody. I think he heard about our conversation. I ain't heard nothing. I just stand on what's right. See, I, see, see, listen. The house of God is supposed to be the house of prayer. We all are in different walks and different spaces in our lives. We are not who we used to be. Even if your life ain't where you want it to be, you can probably say, I'm not who I used to be. It's called progress. But when God allows us to overcome some things, he doesn't give us that strength to go and put somebody else down. You know, here's the thing. I thank God that I never uh, got a a big liking for the taste of liquor. But I have drank liquor. Tied one on. Got popped. Me and Jeff. Are y'all hearing me what I'm saying? And he's the older one so he influenced me. 
is my point. I can't put anybody down who gets caught up on alcohol because I was there too. I was just blessed not to get sucked into it. It's not that I was so great that I just sipped mine instead of just throwing it down. It's because God was looking out for me. So because God delivered me, I owe it to my brothers and my sisters to help to try to deliver them from what God delivered me from. It's not about me looking at you, Houston, saying you're going to lose your family. You're going to lose your job. You're going to lose everything. Look at you. No, it's about me encouraging you in the Lord, letting you know that the way you're living, there's a better life for you. But somebody told me that church folk are some of the most gossiping people you ever want to meet. Do you think God is going to judge Christians on a curb? You think God's going to say, what was your position at Lansing? Oh, you want the preacher? He gets a pass. It's not going to be like that. The way you live your life, whether you preach in the pulpit or not, you carry a sermon with you. Do y'all hear that? All of us preach every day by the way we live. Amen. Amen. There are people who are watching you that you don't even know that's watching you. Amen. They're watching what you do, how you adjudicate situations. They're watching what you're going to do when things come crumbling down. They don't want you to say, look at my shirt. I am a Christian. They want you to look and look. And let them look at you so they can see your life. So they can say, I know you are a Christian by the way you are conducting yourselves. We got to quit buying all these t-shirts to try to convince people that we know God. And we got to start acting like we know God. We got to start walking like we know God. We got to start talking like we know God. No matter what's on your t-shirt. You can say, Lavelle, my man. I ain't your man. Take that off. <laughs> oh, we going to preach today. I love it. Because guess what? You may be on this side of the table encouraging somebody today. But as life happens, you may find yourself on the other side of the table receiving some encouragement. My job is not to discourage you. My job is not to put you down. My job is to lift you up and to let you know that there is a better life in Jesus. Some folk been in the church for 40 years and all they can say for it is they've been in it for 40 years. Some folk in the church the only thing they talk about is the one true church. Oh, we'll jump up and foam at the mouth when somebody talk about the one true church. Oh, pastor, say it. There's one. Even if you divide it in half, two halves make one. Say it, pastor. All he needs to do is preach one more sermon. Now that you're baptized, what you gonna do? I believe there's one church. But there's more in this Bible 
than just the one true church. Amen. Amen. Oh, it's going to get good, Brother Say Dion. It. Say it, brother. We need to focus our attention on what God has called us to do. Amen. You know, in the church, when I was being raised, a lot of our focus was on denominationalism. Mm -hmm. We dogged so many people out. Mm -hmm. First thing we wanted to know, what's the name of your church? Mm -hmm. Where you go to church? Mm -hmm. But the funny thing is, people knew their church, but didn't know ours. That's because they were being about it. And we were talking about it. Now some folk may not agree with me. I don't care. Because one thing you can't take away from me is my experience. Some of us right now, we don't even know what we must do to be saved. We think we're saved because someone told us that we're saved. But how do you know? Every single person in this auditorium ought to be able to go to the word of God to show me why they believe they are saved. The Bible says, and you should know that you have eternal life. So if you can't show me why you think you're saved, are you? But at the same time, we believe we've been elevated to tell other folk, they going to hell. Oh, Y'all don't like preaching like this, do you? Let's go over to Matthew chapter number 7. I only got a couple hours, so I got to get through this. <laughs> Matthew chapter number 7. Now, we're going to do something interesting, something that I like to do sometimes. It's the way my mind works. I like for us to read Matthew chapter number 7. We're going to read verses number 1 through 5, but we're going to go in reverse order. We're going to read Matthew chapter number 7. And we're going to start at verse number five, and we're going to continue to verse number one. It's really good. What does it say? I, brothers, you're from Spec the Move. Wait, hold on. Where you at now? <laughs> See, this is, what, this is what I'm saying. You said we're reading it backwards. I'm reading <laughs> So wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Okay. Okay. This is a teachable moment. This your husband? had here man <laughs> hey he had me I'm like <laughs> all right so Dion this is what I mean we are gonna read <laughs> hey, I'm we're gonna read the verse from left to right like we write but we're gonna decrease we're gonna go five four three two one can you do that my wife says I'm literal <laughs> Dion said all right brothers you're from Spec. That was good, Dion. That was good. All right. Okay. You know this is going worldwide, right? <laughs> Let's start at verse number five. The Bible says what? Hypocrite. Hypocrite. Keep going. First, remove the plank from your own eye. You got a two-by-four stuck in your eye. And then, and you, then you will see clearly to remove the speck. From your brother. How are you going to tell me what I need to do and you walking around here with a board hanging out your eye? <laughs> Acting like you can't see it. Ain't nothing like somebody telling you how you should live and they ain't measuring up. Don't tell me how I should live. Show me how I should live. 
Jesus said, hypocrite. Go up to four, Dion. Or how can you say to your brother? How can you say to your brother? Let me remove the speck from your eye. Let me get this little dot out your eye. Keep going. And look. And look. A plank is in your own eye. How can you see that good? <laughs> Everywhere you go, there's a plank in your eye. A board in your eye. Your vision is clouded. Now look at this. When something is in your eye, you can't see as good. That means sometimes when you go to judge folk, you're going to be evil. You're going to be hard on them. How in the world could you do that? How? Your mama didn't raise you like that, Sean. Everybody look up to you. I'm done. I can't. I can't. I can't. Sean, I just can't. Now, here I am. My life all messed up, but you don't know. But I'm coming to you, putting you down. See, let me tell y'all something. When you've been somewhere and God has delivered you, your attitude is different. You don't think you all that. You think he's all that. Folk who ain't really delivered, oh, they got a lot to say. I would have never got with that person. The only reason why you didn't get with them is because they didn't get with you. Yup. Man, I'm one of the coldest preachers around. Because I preach the truth. I know people. See, folk who always got something to say, they have a lot to say about your life. Let's start talking about your life. Wednesday night, I said, folk got stuff in their closet. And the sister said, no, it's in the front room. It's folk stuff so messed up, you can't walk in their home. Without walking into something. Look at the church today. See, if I worry about Lavelle and work out my soul salvation, I ain't got time to be worried about what you're doing. And if I worry about Lavelle, before I bring something to you about the little moat or speck that you have in your eye, I'm going to first try to get this big two-by-four out of my own eye. Amen, amen, amen. But the problem is people are so concerned with other folk business. Let's keep going, Brother Dion. The Bible says what? And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye but do not consider the plank in your own eye? So you won't talk about me. What about your life? When the last time you put your knees on the ground and prayed to Jesus? Keep reading, Brother Dion. You're doing good. For with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with the measure you used, it will be measured back to you. Keep reading. Judge not that you may, that you be not judged. Now let me explain this because some people don't understand. People say, well, how are we supposed, I thought we supposed to discern. When you judge someone, it's not your judgment anyway. Let me explain this. If a female came in here and she was single but pregnant, I'm not judging her as a fornicator. The Bible says she's a fornicator because she has a baby out of wedlock. 
But if a woman comes in here with a short skirt on, I have no indication if she's a virgin or not. But because of the way she dressed, I'm assuming that she's promiscuous. Now I'm judging her based upon no facts, but based upon my experience and how people look who are promiscuous. Jesus is saying, you don't have the right to do that. I'm going to go a little deeper. Just because the woman came in pregnant who didn't have a husband, you still can't call her a fornicator because you don't know if she got on her knees and asked God for forgiveness. If she repented Amen. for what she did, Amen. she's Amen. no longer a fornicator, Amen. Amen. but she's a person who did wrong and got it right. Amen. Amen. Are you understanding that? Amen. Amen. So who am I to judge someone when I don't know the relationship that they have with God? Amen. Who am I to judge someone when I don't know what's really in their heart? There are people who will look at you straight in the face and say, I swear for God, I ain't do it. And cookie crumbs all over their mouth my point is God didn't put us here to judge one another he put us here to help one another amen amen let's go over to 15 uh the 15th chapter of Luke Luke chapter number 15 Luke chapter number 15 Luke chapter number 15 I got you what does it say I say to you. I say to you that likewise, likewise, there will be more joy in heaven. There's more joy in heaven over one sinner, over one sinner who repents, who repents, than over ninety-nine just persons who need no repentance. Let me ask you a question. Huh? Fifteen and seven. Fifteen and seven. Y'all can't find it. I didn't call the verse. Okay, y'all. Did I call it? I didn't. Don't judge me. Please don't judge me. Okay. All right. So this means that y'all listening. 15 and 7. Me and Dion, we on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. 15 and 7. Let's read it again. Dion, the Bible says what? I say to you. I say to you. That likewise. Likewise. There will be more joy in heaven. There will be more joy in heaven. Over one sinner. Over one sinner. Who repents. Keep going. Than over 99 just persons who need no repentance. Now, I need you to understand something. Why are you allowing people to make you feel bad about what you did wrong? After you have repented to God. Do you realize that a party is in heaven because of you? Y'all ain't getting this. Let me go over here. Y'all look like y'all already have some church. When I repent, there's a party in heaven. So I need to pick my head up and not let anybody make me feel bad about the decisions that I made 
because God is good with me. As a matter of fact, he threw a party in my honor. Too many of us are walking around bearing the shame for things that we've done, but we've repented for those things. You got to let folk know you are not going to live in my head rent free. I need somebody to hear this out here. We all have done something wrong. We all have fallen short of the glory of God. But what I'm trying to get you to understand, if God forgives you, you have to forgive yourself and you have to understand, can't nobody here on earth judge you because only God can judge you. But I say this because of this. And I hope I have an audience that's listening to me outside of Lansing. Some of you all have left the church because of what other folks thought of you. Some of you all have made mistakes and you have shamed the church. I want you, wherever you are, whether you're California, North Carolina, whether you're in Atlanta, wherever you are, go back home. Don't allow people to make you leave God's church. Go back home. If you can't go back to your home congregation, if you can't go back to the church of Christ that you were at, then you need to find a new congregation to go to that will accept people who are not perfect. Too many people have left the Lord's church. I have seen people get ostracized in the Lord's church. I've seen people dog folk in the Lord's church and they were no better than the person that they dogged out. Ain't no room for that in God's house. God did not die for us to be raised as judges. If I want to judge something, why don't I judge that crazy stuff I let in my life? Amen, amen, amen. Some of us got folk that ain't even thinking about us, got us going crazy. Amen. But I'm so good and I got it together so much that I'm going to allow myself to judge your mistakes. Amen. Amen. I got to talk about this. There are people who are not worshiping today because they've been hurt. Let me tell you something. Anybody who's in the church who hurt you, they ain't saved. Saved folk don't talk to people like that. They don't. They encourage them. Why would I put you down if you already down? Why would I stump on you when I've done stuff? I have done things that are too embarrassing to mention in front of people. But I'm going to be a judge? As Jesus said, you hypocrite. I've heard preachers say, if you're going to do your thing, do your thing. Don't go to hell the long way, which is through the church. Just stay on out there. Who in the heck do you think you are? How can you tell somebody when and when not to come to church? You preaching to Sister Smith and your last name is Davis. Y'all get that when you get home. We need to talk about this. It's in the church. Too many people are getting dogged out in the church. Why we can't love one another? We say God is love but I ain't. I was raised around this foolishness. Ain't nothing wrong with the church. It's just the folk who attend. Listen. 
A lot of times people look at me strange because I speak what's on my mind. If I don't tell it, who going to say it? Some folk are being controlled by like a puppet. They don't want to say this stuff because they don't want people to turn against them. But let me tell you something. If I have God on my side, it doesn't matter who turns against me when God is all the way for me. The church need to get off that mess. You can't make a mistake and come back. If you make a mistake, if you go out there and you do a horse act, you're going to be the hope for the rest of your life. Folk who are in the church for a long time, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, that's her. No, no, she, she, no, 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 no. She, she cool. She came back. But you know why she left. <laughs> oh, we need to talk about this. Some of us, the only reason why our business ain't out there is because we didn't get caught. Shut up, am I telling the truth? Amen. Amen. We was at the liquor store getting liquor. And just had put our liquor in the trunk and saw the preacher coming out with a bottle of wine. And you know what he said? Oh my God. Oh, cold medicine. <laughs> Morgan, uh, Morgan David, that's what it's called, right? You know I got, you know I'm anemic, uh, pastor. But my point is, I'm going to be real with you. I got to look out for God watching me. What am I looking out for you for? What you going to do? You know, matter of fact, some folk, most folk probably, if they see you buying some wine, who, who, who you drinking that with? Need a little company? You know what I'm saying? You want to tie one on too? Oh, you got the good stuff too. I drink that. But my point is, why do we judge folk? You know, we had, we had stuff in the church where folk couldn't even play cards. Oh, that's a sin. Oh, that's a sin. What's the sin in it? You play Uno? Yeah, but that's different. <laughs> Wedding happened, folk at a reception, they out there stepping, doing that thing. Look at this is a shame before the Lord. Y'all out there dancing, looking, but you at home taking it low, taking it low, taking it low. What's happening, man? What's happening? Y'all ain't ready for me today. Y'all ain't ready for me today. Half y'all didn't know I can go low like that, did you? You didn't know I could do that. But what I'm trying to say is, why do we judge folk? What's wrong with folk getting together, having a good time with one another? You ain't got to be bumping and grinding on each other just because you're out on the dance floor. I'm about to get out of here. I heard somebody say, this is too much. I want you to flip your Bible just really quick to Luke chapter number 18. Luke chapter number 18. And we're going to get out of here. Luke chapter number 18. Verse number 10. <laughs> Verse number 10. Luke 18 and 10. Now, Dion, we're going to read this one the right way. All right? Okay. Let's go. It says what? Two men went up to the temple to pray. Two men went up to the temple to pray. One a Pharisee. Uh-huh. And the other a tax collector. Keep going. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself. Now watch what it says. Who did he pray to? God. No, no, he didn't. Go back, Dion. Look again. The Pharisee stood. Stood and he prayed, and prayed who? Thus with to himself. himself. 
Now, when people pray to themselves, they're really praying so that other folk can hear them. They're not praying to God. Do y'all understand? You know, some folk, you know, they, 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 they believe that the longer they pray, the better their prayer is. Oh, Lord, we thank you for the trees and we thank you for the wood that the trees provide. And we thank you for the pencils that come from the trees and the paper. And, Lord, we thank you for the erasers that's on the end. Of Cut all over that. What are you saying? The length, the length of the prayer doesn't make it more powerful. You understand what I'm saying? I'm going to preach about it. Jeff, I like doing this. Some folks start praying and then into a conversation. You don't know if they, we still praying. Or we're going to start talking to somebody in the audience. But this dude, he wasn't really interested in being right. He wanted to boast about himself. So that's why the Bible says, what, Dion? Read it again. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself. He prayed with himself. He's full of pride. What did he say? God, God, I thank you that I'm I am, thanking you that I am not like other men. See, when you start your prayer off like that, you know you on some mess. Mm -hmm. Ooh, Lord, thank you. I ain't like him. <laughs> he has already put himself on a level that's different from everybody else. Right. How am I going to get up here and say I'm glad I ain't like you? Well, we may not have the same vice. But we all have a struggle. And Amen. if you know that you're trying to live for God, you know that the struggle is real. Amen. Amen. So he put himself on a different level. He said, God, I thank you that I am not like other men. He didn't even say like, 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 just like another person. He said other men. Broad. I'm a standalone type of cat. Keep going. Extortioners. Extortioners. Unjust. Unjust. Adulterers. God, I sure ain't like this. Keep going. Or even as this tax collector. And he start pointing out somebody else. I'm glad I ain't like him. I'm up here praying and I'm thinking to myself, I'm glad I ain't like Dion. I'm glad I ain't like Sean. How about this? Are you like Jesus? Look at what he compared himself to. When we compare ourselves to one another, it makes us feel good. Because we can elevate ourselves. But what we have to understand is we have to look to Jesus who is the author and the finisher of our faith. If you want to compare yourself with somebody, don't compare yourself with your neighbor. Compare yourself with Jesus. When you compare yourself with Jesus, then you're going to know for sure that you're coming up short. Look what he says. He had pride in himself. Keep going. I fast twice a week. Yes, I do. Keep going. I give tithes of all that I possess. I'm all about that. Even in the second basket, I'm dropping heavy, heavy loads, baby. Keep going. And the tax collector. And the tax collector. Standing afar off. He stood afar off. Would not so much as raise his eyes. He was humble. He didn't even want to raise his eyes. Keep going. To heaven. Keep going. But beat his breast. He beat his breast. Saying, God. He said, God. Be merciful to me. Be merciful sinner. to me. A sinner. A sinner. Listen to what he's saying. He didn't have to look at nobody else. When you're talking to God, you don't have to mention nobody else's name. Lord, please bless me, but give Sister Joy a special blessing. Because she ain't right. Help her, God. Because her thinking all messed up. What about my thinking? Y'all ain't hearing this, are you? I'm going to let you go so you can cook those greens that come in a can. Some of you got some canned greens too, don't you? How is it 
we've graduated. And we can judge folk now. In the church. Did you hear brother so-and-so did something? Yeah, I heard he did it. I also heard he repented. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you can look at him and tell he ain't right. I don't trust him. How is it that you can't trust somebody, but won't somebody trust you? I'm telling you, you know, when people have gone through some, when they've really gone through the war, you know, uh, I'm going to use you, Brother Beck. Brother Beck served our country, and he tells me war stories. He puts me there. When I talk to him, I have chills because he puts me on the field with him. I've never been in war before, but he puts me there. And when he talks about things that happen, I can still see that he sees that stuff in his head because he's been there. But a person who just watched it on DVD, they can't put me there because they haven't been there. They don't know how it feels to duck real bullets and to hide and be praying in the hole. God, please don't let them come down here and see me. But he understands that a person who truly was a sinner and God delivered their life. He picked them up when they were down at the lowest point. They are going to take you there. They're going to show you what it is and how it is to live like they live. But how it is and what it is to live like Christ wants us to live. A person who's never been there can't take you there. That's why the church is so hypocritical. There's a bunch of liars in the church. They're not delivered. That's why they talk about everybody. The hottest news is your news. But then you say, give me the five steps of salvation. You know them. You say them. I'm preaching now. You hear that? We don't have time to be dipping and dabbing in nobody else's business. Some folk are trying to drink the Kool-Aid and don't even know what the flavor is. We supposed to accept one another. When I fall, you pick me up. When you fall, I'm going to pick you up. And let's not make fun of one another. Because we all fall. Are y'all understanding this? And if we hold things against people, how do we expect for Jesus to forgive us? You show me somebody who ain't did nothing crazy in here. You know what? If I had a magic wand, Sister Patricia, that everybody I point to it automatically make them speak about a crazy thing they did. I would chase everybody about this church. He's a fool. He going out. He going too far. Cause we all done did something. Am I right? So how are you coming at me? Love me. Embrace me. Cry with me. Laugh with me. Teach me. Comfort me. Don't dog me. And don't allow people to keep you in the box that they put you in. Get yourself out that box. Bust out that box. Folk are going to make you be who they want you to be all your life. 
Here it is, you, you know, you've done the same things I've done or even worse, but now you're going to try to make me feel guilty for the rest of my life for what I did. And a party has already happened in heaven. If it can't happen in the church, I can party by myself. If folk don't want to accept your change, your repentance, then you go and throw your own self a party. You go and thank God for what he has done for you. I'm trying to let you know everybody who's sitting in the audience, not in this audience, just audiences. Everybody who's sitting in the audience ain't saved. Everybody who's sitting in the audience don't have God on their heart and God in their life. Christians don't judge one another. We help one another. Amen. 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 At least I am better than you. Than who? If you ain't better than Jesus, you ain't hitting on nothing. Y'all get it today? Y'all understand where we are today? God can judge us because he knows our heart. Even in the court system, sometimes they do as best as they can by judging. They use the law. But tell me, aren't there innocent people in jail? Yeah. You know why they got judged wrongly? Because they really didn't know their heart. They didn't know the truth. So it looked like they did it. And that's how we do in the church if we judge one another. It looks like you're guilty. It looks like you did it. But you don't have the facts. All you have is rumor and gossip. So even if you know the truth, it's not for you to judge. God already made the judgment, but now it's our turn to encourage. That's what God wants in his house. When people act out and they sin and it's against God, it's not our time to get on Facebook to put them on blast. It's our time to come to them and pull them in, not to get their business, but to help lift them up. Let them know we all make mistakes, but God is still good. I know I've made a lot of mistakes. I've done things that my parents did not raise me to do. Some things I've done, you look at me and say, it don't look like you had Jesus nowhere around you. Your parents must have been off the chain. My parents weren't like that. I did it because I wanted to do it. Amen. They had nothing to do with that. I can't, and I can't go around, and I'm going to say this, and I'm going, get your books ready. I, you know, too many grown folk, you still blaming your parents for what you're going through. You need to stop that mess right now. Stop that mess. You up here 62 years old. You know, if my daddy had loved me, I would have been different. Bro, bro, even turning your age around 26, you're too old to talk that mess. Quit blaming folk for your shortcomings. Whatever you didn't get from your mama and your daddy, God provided a way for you to receive it some other kind of way. But if you turn your head toward it or away from it, you'll never get it. We got to stop doing that. And we have to stop looking at people and judging people when they disappoint us. Yes, people disappoint us. I've been disappointed a lot of times, but you got to understand people are people. We're not in the position to judge. We're in the position to help. That's what God has us here for. Claudia, if I fall, call me and help me. Don't call me and tell me how dumb I am. I already know that. Y'all understand what I'm saying? 
You know, folk call you, ooh, Lavelle, your name all in the paper. Oh, my God. Ooh. And we'll keep the clip so other folk can see the clip. Folk come over to your house. Ain't this your pastor? Mm. My whole point is this. Some of us, if not most of us, have done things that we could actually be in the paper for. But we didn't get caught. Quit looking at me like that. She looked at me like, do you know? Y'all know what I'm talking about. We just didn't get caught. And because we didn't get caught, we shouldn't use that as if God just has some type of special relationship with us. We ought to use that as a way of just giving God the praise and the glory. Lord, I thank you for protecting me when I wasn't thinking right. And you know what? And because I see this young lady here going down the same path, I'm not going to degrade you. I'm not going to dog you. I'm going to help you. Why? Because God helped me. You know, I, I have found myself in positions that I know. If something had happened to me uh, when I was out there in the street, my parents would have denied it. They would have said, that is not my boy. That is not Lavelle. That is not, he, he ain't down there in those apartments. He don't even like apartments. <laughs> but I did it anyway. I ain't ashamed. You know why I'm not ashamed? I don't, it ain't that I liked it. At the time I did. But I'm not gonna walk with my head down and Amen. be ashamed for it. Amen. Cause Say God it, lifted me up. Amen. I'm in a Amen. better place. I'm in a better position. You know, so somebody look at me and say, hey, ain't you that dude? Yep. I am that cat. But do you know who you talking to today? And it doesn't matter if folk don't know who I am today. As long as Jesus know who I am. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Amen. I want to cultivate an environment in our congregation. That we learn how to motivate one another, encourage one another, love one another. We don't have to, 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 to put one another down. We don't have to judge one another. Let's help one another. Look, look, at all, look, look around. Look how much experience we have in this room. Y'all see that? We have a lot of experience in this room. We ought to be able to hold on to somebody to help encourage us. Even if it's nothing but, hey, you know what? I'm praying for you. Don't put me down. Folk can't even come back to church because they're so shameful and folk gonna look at them like this. I'm gonna say it again. For my viewers who view me all the time, I, I appreciate you. Pass the message on to folk who you know left the Lord's church. Listen to Brother Kenzie. I have been hurt by the church before. But what it did was build me up Amen. so that I can have a platform with a microphone to help those who are in need. It didn't turn me bitter. Tasting the goodness of the Lord made me better. I'm trying to encourage you. Put down your pride. Put on your clothes and you go to worship. Don't let nobody cut your soul salvation off. It's too important. Whatever you did, so what? We all did something. Check the record. There were friends that I had. I thought that their father was their real father. I didn't find out until we were grown. 
That ain't my daddy. So what? He took care of you. So what? God blessed you. So what? You got your own family now. Keep it moving. Come back to God. If you got something in your heart today that you need to get out, I want you to just walk down here. You ain't got to say nothing, but just walk down. Just as a sign of letting yourself know that you are going to be in a better space when you leave here today. I know how it feels to be hurt. And I know how it feels for church folk to stand on your neck. Because where else do you go? I mean, seriously, where else can you go? If I can't go to my church home, where am I going to go, man? I'm going to go back to the streets from whence I came. That's right. That's right. Because that's all I know. I need to be able to come to my place of worship and y'all need to be able to receive me as if Amen. I did nothing. Amen. Why? Because we're brothers in Christ. Amen. 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 And we all have messed up. Don't hold yourself down like that. Yes, you messed up. Get up. As long as you stay down, you're missing all your blessings. What are we going to see today? I'm glad I know you. If you're not a member of the Lord's Church, you come by hearing, believing, repenting, confessing, and being baptized. Again, those who need prayer, I need you to come forward. If you don't want to come forward, then you stand where you are when I sit the crowd down. But I'm glad that folk understand what I'm talking about. We need to be more loving. And hey, here's the thing. If someone is going to tell you something, and you know deep down inside you can't hold it, Stop them. Stop them. Say, it's not that I'm not interested in what you're saying. I just can't hold it. And I'm going to tell it. I'm like a broken refrigerator. I can't hold nothing. There are people who confide in us. They give us things that are on their heart. And they don't expect to hear that stuff no more. If you can't hold it, don't do it. Let them go. Come on down here today. Jeff, where y'all at? Yeah, I'm ready. No? 